What's up, y'all? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael. But the season of savings never stops when you work with my friends, Mike and Virginia Chevalier. I'm sure you've heard how great the mortgage rates are right now, and they are. But Mike and Virginia, they're not just your typical mortgage company. They have phenomenal rates, but what really makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner. He's going to look at so much more than just the rate when designing your home loan. They're a small family-owned company, so you'll always feel like a person, not a number. These are the people that you want to work with. These are the type of people you can trust. Whether you're looking at refinancing your current mortgage, maybe buying a new home, Mike and Virginia, they'll make the process as smooth and simple as possible. I'm telling you, they're the best around. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, though, you'll get set up with a free consultation and discuss all your options. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com. Or you can always give Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472. Visit dnvrmortgage.com or give him a call at 970-412-2472. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Nico, Fresno State's really come on strong down the stretch, picked up a win over Boyd State, challenged Utah State. You know, what have you seen out of them of, out of late that, you know, kind of led to some of their success? Um, you know, Fresno is one of the teams now, you know, again, we, they play New Mexico first, um, you know, in close game, but, you know, Fresno is playing as well as anybody in our league. I mean, it really goes back to, you know, they had a, like, I think an 18 point lead at UNLV in the first game, um, and ended up, you know, losing by a bucket. And then they came out and beat them the next night and they, you know, then they went at Boise and then they had Utah state down the whole game. So, I mean, they're playing at a really high level. And I think, you know, what we have to keep in mind, we played them the first series of the year, right? End of December. They had just kind of getting guys back, a lot of new faces. They had limited practice time. And so I give, you know, Coach Hudson and his crew a ton of credit. All right, all right, all right. I hope everyone has their snacks handy. The best time of year is here. It is officially March. We are approaching March Madness. Selection Sunday is this week. Of course, we've got the conference tournament. It's going to be a blast. Uh, First time I I won't be out in Las Vegas for it in person in quite some time since I was about 20, I think. Yeah, because I've been a five in a row. So really going to be kind of different. I mean, it's supposed to be snowy throughout the metro area. Good time to kind of just chill out, watch a lot of college basketball. Should be a fun one. This is going to be... Just a wild, wild tournament. I mean, the league is pretty open from top to bottom. I think the competitive balance is as good as it's been in quite some time. I mean, you look at some of these teams that are seated, you know, five through nine, and, you know, they, they're worrisome. You know, a team like Wyoming, and even though they've got Marcus Williams, the freshman of the year, they're dangerous. Fresno State, who obviously, you know, Nico Medved talked about in that intro audio that I led in with, that's, you know, who I'm... That's who I'm expecting CSU to play. They have to get through New Mexico first. But, you know, Fresno State, they've been playing as good as anybody in the league. They, they went 11-11 and 11 this year, but they closed really strong. They damn near swept UNLV on the road. They were up double digits in game one, ended up blowing that one, but then came back and kind of kicked their butt in game two. Obviously, they went on the road and took down Boise State. Basically, you know, put Boise in a position where they're... I don't know, I... 
I guess they're kind of like CSU. They don't have to necessarily win it all in Vegas, but they definitely need to make a strong impression. But they're just, they're playing really good basketball right now. And, you know, one of the things that Nico Medved talked about was, you know, early in the season, they, they kind of had to figure some stuff out. They had a lot of guys getting healthy. CSU, that's obviously the first conference opponent that they played this year. The Rams won both of those games at home you know, relatively comfortably. There were moments where you could kind of see the flashes with guys like Orlando Robinson. But, you know, ultimately CSU, they they took care of business, you know, pretty easily. It, it's not going to be that case if they have to play Fresno State this time around. And I'm going to kind of write about some of the keys to success. So if you are a DNVR member, make sure you go ahead and check that premium content out because I'm just going to kind of break down the keys to victory, talk about you know, the greater context of what CSU needs to do. There's obviously kind of a lot of parallels to that 2015 season. It's really weird. The Rams also finished third in the league that year. They ultimately got snubbed due to what happened with Wyoming, in my opinion. They ended up winning the Mountain West Tournament as the four seed, stole the auto bid, one and two still got in. CSU as the three seed ended up getting snubbed. If Boise State or Nevada wins the Mountain West Tournament, or really anybody that's a lower seed, you know, somebody like UNLV or, you know, Wyoming were to go on a, on a run. I I wouldn't feel very good about CSU's chances as an at-large bid. That's that's just the tough reality. But obviously, you know, you, you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself. And, and first, you got to focus on either taking down Fresno State or New Mexico. It's going to be a late-night game, uh, probably going to be like a 9 p.m. tip. For those of you that have anxiety like me, those are the worst you just sit around all day and you think about all the what ifs and the implications and, oh God, you know, if you don't make the tournament, everybody's going to view them as a fraud and it, it's unfortunate, but hey, good teams, they'll be focused. I'm not really worried about this CSU team. All season, they've been incredibly resilient. Um, you know, we've seen a team that plays intelligent basketball. They've handled a lot of just really weird situations extremely well. I mean, nothing about this year has been traditional. Nothing about it has been easy for the players, but they've kind of made the lemonade out of lemons, and that's really all you can do. 14 conference wins, obviously the most ever by a CSU men's basketball team. No matter what happens in Vegas, you can't take that away, and it's been, you know, a really fun season amidst some pretty unfortunate circumstances in the real world. It's just been been nice to have that distraction, have something to focus on, have something to be excited for. I mean, you got a little bit of that in football season, but let's be real. It's been, you know, quite some time since the since Ram Nation has been able to be, you know, genuinely thrilled for CSU football or, you know, really excited. Things, you know, hopefully trending in the right direction given, you know, the, the veterans that are coming back this fall. But right now it's it's all about hoops and it, it's all about, you know, the Mountain West tournament and taking care of business. And there's nothing better than that. The uh, the women's season, unfortunately, likely came to an end in, in Las Vegas Monday night. They fell to Boise State in, oh, what was just somewhat predictable fashion. I mean, it, it kind of feels like we're living in Groundhog Day when it comes to the Rams. Every time they're, you know, one of the top seeds, they always seem to get beat by Boise State. I don't know what it is about Boise State, that their women's program and, and making runs in the Mountain West Tournament, but they, they have that format figured out and... Yeah, they were they were able to upset the Rams. I am going to talk about that game, uh, kind of what went down in, in a little bit. But before I do, I also wanted to just kind of recognize briefly uh, David Roddy and Isaiah Stevens, both of which were named first team and second team 
um, All Mountain West, respectively. David Roddy named first team by both the coaches and media. Stevens named second team by both the coaches and media. And Nico Medved was named Mountain West Head Coach of the Year by the media. Brian Dutcher won it by the coaches. I'm not going to lie, I disagree uh, with Dutcher. It's not to say that he's, you know, that he, he's a bad coach or anything like that. It's just that, you know, San Diego State, they did exactly what everybody expected them to do. CSU, I think, you know, a team with no seniors to do what they did. I, I think it's a much more impressive job by Medved. Maybe I'm biased. That's just uh, where am I at? Where I'm at. So I am good. Like I said, I am going to talk about the women's team, but I wanted to play some audio of uh, Medved and Roddy talking about the respective honors and kind of what it means to them. Always appreciate John Martin of CSU Men's Basketball for making the media availability possible. It's weird times. We don't get the in-person availability that we're used to. It sucks, you know. We don't really get to talk to the guys or get to know the team, but. John's been great about making sure we get to, you know, meet with everybody virtually and just kind of keep up to date with everything that's been happening. And I'm obviously really appreciative of that. So shout out to him. Shout out to CSU Athletics for making all of that possible. And uh, here is the audio. I'm going to start with uh, Nico Medved talking about uh, winning coach of the year. Obviously, you know, in, in great coach fashion, he deflected much of the praise, talked about, you know, if you're a coach and you're in a position where you're able to get individual recognition, that's because of the collective effort, the work that you get, you know, from the from the rest of the coaching staff, from the players. You have to have high level players, high character players. He obviously has both of that. But, you know, there's also uh, none of this team would be together without him. So he deserves much of the praise as well. All right. Here is that audio. And then we are going to talk about the women's season, which also was great. A lot of fun. Just unfortunately, you know, came to end a little bit sooner than all of us were hoping for. Uh, but I honestly think that the Mountain West, did, did they deserve some blame in that because, you know, the Rams, they got put in just a brutal position. Um, so yeah, here's that audio and then we will talk about the women's team some more. Nico, what does uh, winning coach of the year mean to you in the conference? Well, you know, I listen, I say this all the time. I mean, especially for coaches, um, the reason that you win an award like that is because I've got incredibly talented players who are unbelievable people, um, you know, who choose to to buy in and be all about the team. I've got an incredible staff who are incredible people. And when you have that, they make you look like you know what you're doing. And so when that happens and the team has success, all of a sudden everybody thinks you're this great coach. You know what I mean? Uh, um, and I've done better coaching jobs, I think, in some seasons where we don't win as many games, um, you know, but it's, it's, it's because of them. Um, and, and, you know, I get too much credit in this, but it's the work that they put in every day and the willingness and, um, the talent and my staff. And, um, those are the guys. So when you win an award, I think it's just really a testament, um, um, to all them. And, um, you know, of course people like, like recognition, but I just, I'm so thankful every day. And, and with this year, with everything going on, um, the way these guys have handled all that has just been, uh, been off the charts. To that end, what does it mean for you as a coach to see a guy like David and a guy like Isaiah get the recognition that, that they got? Awesome. I mean, you know, I, I think that uh, um, they deserve every bit. They probably deserve more. Um, but for them being sophomores and to, to, to have that kind of recognition, and it's not just the recognition, it's that, yeah, they get the recognition, but the team is winning, you know? So I think it feels even better for them 
to have that kind of success and then say, hey, see, look at what the team's done. And, you know, yeah, we wanted to win that one more, but it was a historic regular season. They'll never be able to take that from this group. That will never change. They'll never be able to take that they were able to do that, you know, to win the most Mountain West games, you know, ever. Uh, um, nobody will ever be able to take that. And so it's the it's so cool for them to do that, and it's cool for them to do that, that um, with the team having the success that it's had. I know, I know they, they feel really good about it, and they should. It's that time of year again. Conference tournaments are tipping off, bubble teams are making their final push for a bid, while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting the customers in the center of the action. Bet $4 on an underdog. You can win $256 if they win. It's that simple. Pick one of the many select college basketball underdogs for your shot at winning $256. All it takes is a $4 bet. I'm telling you, the bank is open. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry, though, if college basketball is not for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on golf, hockey, baseball, so much more. You name it, they have the odds. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up for your chance to turn $4 into $256 if the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset. Again, that's the code DNVR for your chance to turn $4 into $256 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. We're all looking to save money, right? Especially now. So let me ask you this. How'd you like to keep an extra $961 a year in your pocket? That's how much Gabby customers save per year on average on car and home insurance. That's why when I was shopping for insurance, I used Gabby. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples-to-apples -apples comparison of your current average with 40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. Just link your current insurance account, and in just minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have. That's what I did. You know, I talked about recently, I finally got a new set of wheels, no longer driving a clunker, had to hook it up with a new auto insurance rate, went on there, had to make sure I was getting a good deal. Found out I was. Found out it wasn't going to make a big difference for me to switch. But guess what? You might be paying way too much for your auto insurance. Like I said, Gabby customers save $961 per year on average. I bet it'd be nice to have a little bit of extra dough in your pocket. That's all I'm saying. If they can't find you savings, they'll let you know so you can relax knowing that you have the best rate out there. That's what they did for me. They brought me that peace of mind that comfort knowing I'm not getting ripped off, I'm not spending too much, and they'll never sell your info, so no annoying spams or robocalls. You gotta love that. Again, you're probably overpaying on car and home insurance. See how much Gabby can save you. It's totally free to check and there's no obligation. Go to gabby.com slash dnvr. That's g-a-b-i dot com slash dnvr. Remember, they do not sell your info. You will not get blown up with insurance calls after checking Gabby out. 
That itself is super comforting to me. One more time, head to gabi.com slash DNVR. See how much you can save. Make sure you get that slash DNVR in there and give us some cred. We love you. Shout out to all the DNVR supporters. David, you know, you were named first team all conference by the league media today. I know you've got a lot coming up, so it might be a little thin to get reflective, but, you know, what does that mean to you and, and what you've been able to accomplish in your young career? Yeah, yeah, it's humbling. Um, you know, to be, you know, mentioned with, with all those great guys and all those, you know, great, great guys on the other teams is just an amazing feeling. Um, but, you know, like I said, um, you know, we'll, we'll have to reflect on that, you know, after, but, um, you know, it's it's a, it's a it's definitely a good time to pause and, and you know, reflect on the season and, and you know, what I've done and, and what the team has done as well made history. So, um, you know, I'm just super, super glad that I can play with the guys that I play with and the folks that I can play under. Um, and, you know, the, the work kind of just showed itself, um, you know, throughout it as, as a team, as a culture. So um, hopefully we can, you know, continue that, uh, you know, this week. Always humble, always eloquent, uh, David Roddy. He's just a special young man. I, I genuinely really enjoy covering him. Obviously, he's a ton of fun to watch on the court. But just, you know, getting to talk to him, he's he always impresses me. And uh, that's one of the things I kind of miss about, you know, the normal world is, is being able to just, you know, shoot the breeze with some of these guys in, in the arena and, you know, talk about, you know, football or Call of Duty or sneakers or whatever else it is because they're cool dudes. And, you know, I think that comes off in almost all of their interviews. So always appreciate David, always appreciate Nico Medved for taking the time to do that with us. Um, and again, congrats to them on the individual recognition. Certainly well-deserved. Uh, but I did want to talk about the women's team. Like I said, it was unfortunate that they fell to Boise State the fact that they slipped to the three seed and drew the six seeded Boise State team in the in the in their first game is just unfortunate. Um, just you know, before I before I kind of get into it, I don't want to make this whole thing you know boohoo. This sucks. You know, screw the Mountain West. I have beef with how the Mountain West you know treated CSU throughout this entire process. I don't think they put the men's team or the women's team in a good position after both of them had phenomenal seasons. You know earn the right to participate in the NCAA tournament and in my opinion, but they kind of got screwed with these makeup games. I mean, both of these squads had to play four games in a week and, and that's just a death wish. you know, that's a death sentence scenario after you have three weeks off, you're supposed to just go right back into the mix, especially the women's team who had to go on the road for both series. They had to go down to the Springs and play air force who'd been pesky throughout the season and then they had to play New Mexico on the road, who obviously ultimately ended up winning the league. It was the first time they got to play at home in like a year. They clearly had some extra juice going into that. And CSU falls to the three seed. They draw number six, Boise State, and they end up falling 78 to 65 at the Thomas and Mack Center. They close out the year 15 and five, losing four straight, though. So it sucks. You know, they there was just so much to be excited about going in and it, it ended up being just kind of that Ram life scenario, you know, the disappointing postseason performance that just seems to be consistent with CSU teams across the board, whether it's football or volleyball or 
the men's or women's hoops programs or softball or anything else. There's just something about the postseason that does not favor the green and gold, but they were in it. I mean, they ended up losing by 13, but it was a much closer game than that. Boise State definitely pulled away down the stretch. Definitely need to shout out Laura DeVos, who's just had an incredible career, and she's been a big part of the revitalization of the program. She went off with a career-high 26 points, really fitting. Um, had 17 points in the third quarter. Uh, that really Clay Thompson-esque, if you want to go there. Kind of unfortunate. She finished with 999 points. And I'm blaming the announcer for the jinx because they brought it up. And after that, she never scored again. Um, that Come on, man. That's a classic jinx. But big time performance from Lore um, wraps up a really spectacular career. Like I said, 17 points in the third quarter, 7 of 10 from the field, 3 of 4 from three-point land. Really just a an incredible talent. I mean, I, I called her the Nikola Jokic of this team because of the versatility that she brings. She can do a little bit of everything, you know, good on the boards, great passer, great shooter, just plays really smart. Not the most athletic player on the court, but you can just see that she plays with a different sense of, of purpose and her vision is phenomenal. And, you know, like I said, just a, just an all around phenomenal career unfortunate that she's you know doesn't get to participate in an ncaa tournament assuming that she does move on i guess we'll have to see you know what happens with all this eligibility stuff you never know some of these players might end up back next year we will see but if this is it for her she certainly went out you know you know on a high note regardless of you know the the game itself tori williams she finished with 14 points as well a uh, four of 16 from the field. So not a particularly efficient outing, but she was kind of just trying to get it going because there just, there wasn't a whole lot going well. I mean, McKenna Hofschild, she was only two or three from the floor. Didn't even make an, a, a field goal attempt until the fourth quarter actually, but she was in foul trouble. So yeah, it just kind of put her in a weird spot and you know, they fell to a good team. This is a Boise state team. That's, you know, they, they were the sixth seed, but, They've got a roster that's much more talented than that. They kind of underperformed throughout the regular season. And Jade Lavelle just, she went off. I mean, 29 points, 12 of 25 from the floor. Almost all, you know, on the drive and stuff. She wasn't even lighting it up from three-point range. 0 of 1 from three points. Did hit five free throws, but more or less all in the mid-range game, in and around the paint. Just a beast. I mean, whenever she wanted to get to the hoop, she was able to do so, and CSU just couldn't get a stop when they needed to down the stretch. Boise State ended up pulling away. And that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. It's it's a bit of a bummer. But again, I just want to point out that this CSU team, they got put in such a brutal position heading into the Mountain West tournament. There's no doubt that it, you know, impacted their their mindset at least a little bit going in. I mean, it's tough not to. You know, it's it's human nature. You can they they know they're a talented team. And obviously, you know, you you just you try and put it behind you, but when things start to compound and you start to lose, you know, one game and then two game and three games, especially when you know exactly what's at stake in a one big in a one bid league, it's just human nature to kind of, you know, succumb to it. And and I kind of think that's what happened with this team. They just they got put in a tough spot. They didn't handle it super well, but it, it doesn't change the fact that they had a really great year. They they led the conference for most of the season. McKenna Hofschild was a ton of fun to watch. Laura DeVos, Tori Williams, Carly Murphy, a lot of these players 
it was fun. And, and overall, it was great to see the women's program be relevant again after a couple of down seasons. I think the future, much like the men's program, is in good shape. This is a team that should be in contention for the foreseeable future. So you don't panic, you know? I'm not sure that, you know, they're going to participate in, in a secondary tournament. I'm not even sure what the what those are going to look like this year. You know, the men's NIT is going to be a reduced field. I'll have to look into uh, the women's field a little bit over the next couple of days. But ultimately, I'm just trying to remind myself that even though, you know, the last week or so has been very frustrating for CSU Hoops fans as a whole, for the most part, with this men's team and women's team, this season was a lot of fun. And and I just think that's, you know, the mindset that we all have to to keep in mind. We just have to be appreciative for the fact that we actually got some basketball and it sucked that we didn't get to be in Moby Arena together. The atmosphere, it was definitely different. I mean, there's nothing weirder than the 10 minutes leading up to the game when there's no fans in the stands because you just, you don't feel that energy build. It feels so flat. It's just like quiet, silent, silent. And all of a sudden it's, you know, national anthem game time. It, it was weird. But at the end of the day, at least we had something to watch and appreciate. And, you know, these teams, they were able to make runs. They were able to be competitive. And ultimately, you know, that's all you can really ask for, you know, represent the university well. That's what both of these programs have done. They're, you know, high character coaches, high character rosters. And that's what it's all about. You know, that's what college sports are all about. And, you know, if you want to feel proud to be, I, I think these are these teams are, are great, you know, examples of that. So that's where I'm at. You know, it, it's unfortunate that the, that the season ended the way it did, but uh, there was a whole lot of good. This program is trending in the right direction. And ultimately, I think that Ram fans should be pretty proud of everything that they accomplished. So we will be back with more content throughout the week. Obviously going to be talking about the men's stuff a lot more. I was hoping to be able to talk about the women's team a little bit more, but, you know, unfortunately, obviously their, their season ended a little bit sooner than we would have liked, but that's okay. All right, we will be back tomorrow with another podcast. Shout out to everybody. Um, sounds like we're going to get some snow, so, you know, go to the grocery store and get prepared, all that crap. Ugh, it's been so gorgeous. Of course, the snow's coming. Typical Colorado spring, right? All right, that's all I have. I'm out. Peace. I only seem to write when the words, they don't come to me I'm staring at this page and I swear it stares back at me Read between the lines, see the blank and all the happenings It's been 35 and I ain't even wrote like half a thing Rhymes that make sense but more lines that didn't I was walking with my headphones, heavy bumping pivot Simplistic white pages, they dreaming we were famous They say they like the cadence, mark the summers like cicadas And features, those ain't favors, my mood rings an alligator Spit like Vader with the saber, steady kicking it like Prater Staring at white pages it's habitual behavior, check the flavor, that's some sage advice But confidence a great disguise, and certain lines are idolized Like yeah, I'm fine and I don't mind, it's out of sight, it's out of mind And I've been dwelling on my past just to see what I can find Lost and found memories of places I designed And my imagination's different now, but I swear that